Hi, this is Savannah. And this is Brian from the Dorky Diva Show. And you're listening to Star Wars. The best place for below average Star Wars. In a world where people need 80s and 90s movie reviews, two regular Geordies combine forces to bring you the Brother to Brother 80s and 90s movie review podcast. Check them out on Twitter, YouTube, and all decent podcast vendors. Welcome to the Star Wars Show, the best place for below-average Star Wars. I'm the Jordy Jedi Pete. And I'm Jason Hondo Ling. And we're back with a brand new episode of Star Wars. We're going to get in the nitty and gritty, talking about all the latest Star Wars comings and goings. It's been a while, so I can't wait to talk Star Wars with you, Jason. Thanks for being here with us. Yeah, it's been, it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, as we always say, life gets in the way, but we've managed to find some time. Yeah. And we're going to talk about some stuff. Definitely. I think we'll just dive straight in with the, um, the Lego Star Wars Hall- um, Halloween special, Terrifying Tales, which was a Disney Plus exclusive. Um, Jason, you've obviously watched watched this. What was your what was your thoughts on it? Yep, yeah, I watched it for the fourth time this afternoon. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, it's one of those things. I do enjoy the Lego Star Wars stuff, um, and they've done a lot of fun stuff in the past. Um, this didn't quite catch me as some of the other stuff has in the past, um, but it was still enjoyable. Um, I liked what they did. Um, I liked the whole thing with Vader's castle. Um, I do wish they'd maybe got Cavan Scott to come in and because obviously he's the one that's done all the tales of Vader's castle and all that sort of stuff. And I just think he might have added a bit more Halloween or a bit more spookiness to it. Um, But otherwise, yeah, it was quite good. Um, I loved the bit um, between Darth Maul and General Grievous. Seeing those two um, face off against each other was great fun. Um, And the way Maul eventually defeated Grievous was just, classic Maul um, and classic Lego Star Wars um, but overall yeah it's a fun story um, obviously you've got the new character Dean who's sort of this young Jedi um, and yeah it was really good fun and a lot of fun for the kids yeah so I've only watched this the once um, I enjoyed it um, I probably won't revisit it that much Um I did think it was a bit not as good as the Christmas, the holiday special, what we got last year. Yeah, I'd go, I'd go along with that, definitely. I think, you know, Vader's Castle is something that, um, especially if you've read the, the Vader comics, you know, it's a place with a lot of myth and mystique, and obviously the nature of this story was to be funny and for the under-10s. Um, so I think some of that mystique was rubbed off at the benefit of having some jokes, but 
you know what? I, I, I totally get that. I think, you know, I enjoyed the fact that you had Paul and BB-8 sort of taking the same route to the castle, um, sort of walking through the same forest as Kylo Ren does at the beginning of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker when he's looking for the uh, Sith Wayfinder. So I thought that was pretty cool. Obviously, you know, we do see the trees of Mustafar in this special. We do see them in The Rise of Skywalker, and we also see the trees of Mustafar uh, in ILMX Labs Vader Immortal, the Star Wars VR series. So it's not just molten lava and rock. That's what we saw in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, there is a bit more to the planet, uh, which I thought was pretty cool that they sort of went into that. Um, I did like the... F- I mean, once you get past the fact that you know we're going to have some fun here and it's not going to be too serious, and you see that they're sort of turning Vader's castle into a sort of a hotel slash attraction, um, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, I like the fact that although we're having fun with it and doing something different, there's also little sprinkles of um, Star Wars in it. You know, the you see a crane walker being used in the construction, the same type of crane walker that we see lift the Mandalorian ship um, out of the sea. In the Mandalorian, yeah, no, that was pretty cool. So yeah, I thought, I thought that was really cool. Um, and I think one of my favourite things was the uh, the stormtrooper arm up here, like a skeleton. Um, I think I think if you release that as a minifigure, that would sell if you saw that on its own. Yeah, um, it's like a Halloween special for October only. Uh, the Skelo Trooper, as it's been called. So I think that would be really cool to get your hands on one of those. It would look really cool in anyone's collection. Yeah, I, I love the way they turned, um, you know, the already ridiculous um, droids and that, in or um, yeah, all the Septus droids into zombies. <laughs> I didn't think they could get any worse. Yeah, and, and the design looked really cool because it was like the way they, the way they moved and the sort of the red eyes and how how they were talking. You know, it was another little play on the on that, which I thought was really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. What was your thoughts on sort of the Kylo Ren story that they told? Uh, sort of Star Wars meets the Lost Boys. Yeah, that was that. Because um, I did, it made me chuckle when I saw the scene where they were hanging from the bridge. Um, and I, that just straight away made me think back to Lost Boys. Um, yeah, it was clever. Um, obviously, you know, unless you've read sort of the comic book and stuff you don't really know the full story of um kylo ren um so it was quite different and the way they turned the ren uh the knights of ren almost into like schoolyard bullies um it was quite interesting um but yeah it was um it was definitely different with some of the stories that they told for it Definitely, that was sort of one reference to horror. Um, there, obviously, Lost Boys sort of a cult classic. Um, maybe not a horror, but it's sort of in that ballpark. It's like a vampire movie. Um, there's also a bit where you see the reference sort of Nightmare on Elm Street, where you see um, Ren walking, uh, sort of dragging his sword along the ground, and it's sparking, sort of, sort of like a, and it's also um, in Kylo's dream as well. Um, so it's sort of very similar to very similar to what we see in Nightmare on Elm Street with, with Freddy Krueger. Yeah, it's um, there's 
there's so many little bits that you have to pick through. That's the great thing about the um, Lego films is you can watch them quite a few times and pick out little references that you miss. Definitely. And if you have played ILMX Labs Vader Mortal series, um, which sees you play an invader's castle um, during the times of the Empire, um, the guys here at Lego Star Wars actually based the castle um, on the VR experience. So you should see the inner chambers should look very similar to the game. Um, so again, another little cool Easter egg there. Overall, like I said, I, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, the tales don't really dive too much into the lore and mystique of Star Wars. It was very much sort of tongue-in-cheek um, fun and antics. Um, I think if you do want to read the tale and get more information about how Kylo Ren became Kylo Ren, I would definitely pick up the Rise of Kylo Ren comic book, um, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, sort of rather than watching this tale here, <laughs> which is a lot more, a lot more slapstick and funny. Yeah, definitely, and you know, again as well, if you want to look at the um, stories of Vader's castle, you know, you've got all the IDW series from I think the last four years they've done it now, um, and obviously that gives you that little bit more of dark, misty. Um, ghost stories to look at yeah the iw the idw comics are they available um to buy in trade paperback um they are except for the ones that are running at the moment um because obviously they're just coming to the end uh i think the last issues out this week um so then obviously that'll be collected together but all of the rest i know are Awesome, and they're available at your local comic book shop. Yeah, definitely. Fantastic. Any closing thoughts on terrifying tales? Um, it's just a fun thing for Halloween. Um, you know, it seems with Disney Plus this year, um, they're going all out. I know next year they're um expecting to bring out like Hocus Pocus two. Um, another fun one at the moment. I don't know if you've seen it yet, Pete. Is they've done the Muppets Haunted Mansion. Um, so Disney seems to be going for the specials big time at the moment. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet, but I do love the Muppets and I do love the Haunted Mansion, so I can't wait to check that out. I'm saving it to watch around Halloween is my plan. Yes, um, I've watched it with the kids. It was pretty good. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Um, so moving on, obviously, you know, we had some big book announcements. Um, so when these book announcements came out, I'm not going to lie, it was the same day as the Newcastle United takeover. <laughs> so the, the takeover was sort of just going crazy. I couldn't believe it. So sort of the, the, the books on the back burner. It was a bit like I couldn't get any more excited. I was absolutely exhausted from excitement. I couldn't, um, like my brain couldn't handle both. So um, I'll let you take a lead on the books. So... Talk us through the books, Jason. Which ones are you looking forward to? Yeah, so we've been introduced, or we've been given a teaser of four new books that are due to come out. I'm trying to find the details again. Um, so we got the first book is Shadow of the Sith. This is probably the one I'm most excited about um, because this is basically filling in the story from um, the uh, Rise of Skywalker. 
um, where we find out about Luke and Lando basically going on the search for Ochi. Um, I think I've said that right. Um, and also Ochi's hunt for Ray. Now, obviously, it'd be interesting to see how they reference to Ray, you know, because obviously she seemed to be a character that no one really knew existed. But obviously, Ochi does. Um, so, yeah, um, I think we might actually. From what I can see, we're going to get an exploration of exactly what was going on um, leading up to the event of Rise of Skywalker. So that's pretty exciting. Um, and that's due out on the 28th of June 2022. And it is by Adam Christopher um, and uh, published by Delray. Is that so, Adam Christopher? Adam Christopher, I believe was announced to write a Mandalorian novel, wasn't he? Then it got cancelled. That's right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see, obviously, another chance at the Star Wars universe. Um, never really found out what happened to the Mandalorian novel. <laughs> I think they obviously just made changes. I think if they were going to be telling this wider story where the Mandalorian blurs into, the Sorgar blows into... Booker Blow Fett blows into Rangers of the New Republic, blows into its own se- its own one-off special. Maybe they're yeah. just going to save that storytelling for Disney Plus, maybe. But they've obviously liked this writer, so they've given him a different project, uh, which is good to see yeah. that he didn't move out. He still gets to tell a Star Wars story, which is Definitely. fantastic. Um, I think for me, personally, I think I'm interested to see what they do here. Um, I totally think there definitely was no backstory to that when they wrote the movie. Um so it'd be interesting to see who's, yes, this writer has wrote it, but how much has the story group had a say in, in the adventure? Or Chris Terrio, for example, the writer of Rise of Skywalker, how much has he had to say about it? Um, so though I'm excited to learn a bit about it, um, I'm also a bit hesitant. Um, and I, ho- I hope we do get a good story that explains a bit more about the Sith rather than just the somehow part of the team returned nonsense we got in the movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that's, I think again, it is almost they're playing to what the, they know the fans want. Um, and the letdown that we had, you know, or a lot of people felt from The Rise of Skywalker and, you know, totally the sequel trilogy. So, um, yeah. It, but definitely a story, I think, well worth telling. So, could be interesting. What the other book announcements, Jason? Right. The second one is Brotherhood by Mike Chen and again released by Del Rey um, on May the 10th, 2022. And this one is um, Anakin and Obi-Wan um, and basically takes place during the beginning of the Clone Wars, looking at Anakin being trained. Um, I don't want to go into the full details because i don't want to spoil it for anyone um but the good news is um i can see here that the other mention is um asajj ventress is going to be in this one so um we're that's always a character that we like to see explored a bit more um someone i think they could you i think would have been really good if they could have somehow brought her into the films um, and I know there's talk that she's going to be brought into the Ahsoka series. Um, but yeah, this looks like, you know, it's 
the Clone Wars, um, showing more how um, obviously Anakin's moving on from being a Padawan, um, and you know, getting to see how he became a Jedi, so to speak. Yeah, I think for me, I'm excited about this. I love Anakin Obi Wan. I love how the, you know, the all the last two heroes of the Republic era before the Republic falls, uh, the greatest team the Jedi have to solve all the problems. They're the ones who they get who they send to all the all the unwinnable battles. They're the ones they bring back to save the Chancellor. Um, so yeah, more Anakin and Obi Wan adventures. We get more of the Brotherhood, more of you know that friendship and brotherhood. That also leads to it being even more of a tragedy that what happened between these two people. Um, it's going to be more stories that when you watch A New Hope and Alec Guinness gives that performance of when he's talking about Anakin in the Clone Wars and you see that sort of look in his eye where you can see the heartbreak, the hurt, but also the the depth of emotion that he has for this person. Um, it's more stories to add to that. Um, so, yeah, I'm very excited. I'm very excited for this one. Yeah, and I suspect um, certain Mr. Galloway is going to be getting all excited about this one. Um, so it'll be interesting to see um, what comes out. Um, I was just looking, I'm guessing it's going to be an adult novel, so that looks all good. Um, whereas the next one, I believe, is aimed more at the younger generation. Is it a young reader book, is it? Pardon? Is it young reader or a YA? Well, it's um it's a Disney Lucasfilm press one. Um, but it's it's a series um the the book itself is Stories of Jedi and Sith. Um it's edited by Jennifer Heddle and it's I believe it's ten authors bringing together different stories of the Jedi and the Sith. Um, yeah, it's a middle grade anthology, so more younger. Um, but yeah, so we've got stories from Luke Skywalker to Darth Vader, Obi-Wan to Asajj Ventress, all sorts of different stories. Um, the list of authors, authors, we've got Rosanne Brown, um, I'm hoping I'm going to say this right. Sawat Chada. Delilah S. Dawson, who is obviously well-known in the Star Wars world. Uh, Tessa Gratton. Michael Cole, I think it's Cog. Sam Mags. Michael Marecci. Alex Segura. Vera Strange and Karen Strong. Um, with illustrations by Jake Bartok. Um, so this one, I think it's going to be similar to the previous one that they've done with the Clone Wars. So yeah, it should be um, quite an interesting one to see what the different stories are that they come up with. Yeah, I love these because you can dive in, you can read a story, it's not too long. Usually they have a little bit of a sprinkling of Star Wars lore knowledge, that's a little a little morsel of canon. Um and you can read them pretty quick and move on to the next story when you can. So for me, this is, yeah. this is great. I'm excited to pick this one up. Yeah, so that's June the 7th, 2022. And then the final one is Padawan by Kirsten White. 
Um, again, Disney Lucasfilm Press. Um, released July the 26th. And it's Obi-Wan Kenobi struggles with his place in the Force as a young Padawan. So this one's going to be one for um, Jedi Brian and all the guys. Because it looks like it's going to be about Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, so, and obviously details of um, the relationship with Count Dooku and everything. So, yeah, that looks like a very fun novel. Yeah, I think they've had some really good novels dealing with sort of Qui-Gon, Dooku and Obi-Wan lately, you know, Master and Apprentice, um, the Dooku audio drama. So they've had some really good stuff released telling this type of story. So the fact they're going back to it to tell even more tales, um, I think is a good thing. And there's appetite for it. Um, those books were fantastic. Um, so definitely happy for more in the same vein, hopefully. Yeah, and I see here, um, this one, I think, um, is going to be aimed at the teenager um, market because it says that he um, encounters a group of young teenagers with no adult supervision. So, yeah, it seems like that one could be full of quite a lot of angst. I mean, I wouldn't mind a, like a, an Obi-Wan young adult YA novel. Um, and if we get to see Satine, even better. If it dives into sort of his and Satine's relationship heading into the Clone Wars, I'd, I'd be up for that as well, for added that in. That'd be pretty cool. Um, maybe we need to get you onto the um, the, the um, writer's room sort of thing. <laughs> if only, mate. That would be the dream job. The dream <laughs> job. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna give you a challenge now, Jason. Go on then. You can only get one of these books, only one. Which one are you picking and why? I think I'm gonna have to go for Shadow of the Sith. Um, mainly because obviously I love all the I actually enjoyed Rise of Skywalker. Um and I just saw that um if it had been more carefully planned, the whole sequel trilogy could have actually been really, really amazing. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see how the story goes. Um, and I think it's going to delve into, obviously, Lando losing his daughter, which will be quite an exciting part, because obviously that's only hinted at in the film. Yeah, and... I've got a question for you. So, you know, obviously we listen, we learn about Lando losing his daughter. Um, it's also heavily hinted that Lando's daughter might be the character he meets at the end of the movie, who I've forgotten the name of right now. Is it Jana? Jana, that's the one, yeah. Um, do you think that is his daughter? Um, it's been heavily hinted. And it'd be interesting. That is a story that could be quite interesting for them. Because obviously, he says, "Let's go find out." Um, so that would be quite cool if he did find out she was his daughter. But then I'm wondering if maybe it's too neat and tidy, and maybe he would actually find out something else about his daughter, and also Jana's real family. So, but it's one of those things. Will we ever know? Yeah. Maybe in 20 years we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, um, uh, yeah, definitely Shadows of the Sith. Which one are you looking forward to? 
I think that Obi Wan Kenobi one about him being an apprentice. Yeah. Um, I am a sucker for some good YA. I think my favorite Star Wars novel to date is The Lost Stars by Claudia Gray, which was a YA book. Yeah. So that when that's done right, I think it's absolutely fantastic. So I think that's the one I would go for. The um, what's it called? The title? Padawan. Padawan, yeah. So Star Wars Padawan. That's the one I'm going to go for. Moving on from that, obviously we've had the, uh, you know, last week was Bring Home the Bounty Week 1. Today, as we record, is Bring Home the Bounty Week 2. This is where they're sort of releasing new Star Wars merchandise every week. Um, how many weeks is this running for, Jason, do you know? Um, I know it's going up to the end of the year. Um, I'm just having a frantic look now because it's got, I want, oh, here we go, 12 weeks. Oh, wow. So week so, two today, so 10 weeks left. Yeah. So there's plenty of merchandise coming out, as always, for Star Wars. Do you want to talk about week one, what got released last week, and what were your favourite bits? Yeah, well, obviously, the main thing I think everyone paid attention to was the Star Wars retro collection, um, the Mandalorian assortment hailing from season two, um, where I do, I love the retro collection. And I really like some of these figures that they've brought out. So we've got um, the figure three and three quarter, three and three quarter inch um, armorer. You've got a Sokatano. You've got Bo-Katan. You've got um, Boba Fett in his new armor, um, and I I do love that figure. It does look really cool. Um, and then I think there's the Imperial Death Trooper as well, which looks pretty cool. Obviously, you've got the Mandalorian in his all his Beskar glory. Um, so that was obviously a lot of excitement for a lot of fans. Um, everyone loves a Hasbro figure. Um, at the same time, you've got on there the, the Black Series Mandalorian Death Watch helmet, um, which had been about for a while, I think. So... I think some of this stuff, they've just sort of added on to it. Another thing that caught my eye, but I'm not sure if we're going to get over here, is the lightsaber forge, Ahsoka Tano, Darksaber, and Luke Skywalker, um, which are very similar to the lightsaber, Hasbro toy lightsabers that you get now, where you flick the blades out. Um but the difference is the hilts on these can come to pieces and you can see the kyber crystal inside and everything, which looks pretty cool. That sounds good. So is it like a, a bit more expensive version of the plastic ones you play with? Yeah, basically. Um, you know, it's still the same moulded plastic, nowhere near the sort of style of the real heavy-duty ones. But for kids, you know, my two would, Love these two. Um, so, yeah, I might have to look out, see if I can get hold of a couple of these. Um, and obviously, oh, they're electronic, so they're going to make the sounds and the light up as well. So, not quite dueling quality, I don't think. Yeah, well, good enough for the kids to bash around the garden, though. Exactly. Um, and the, we've got a series of Lego models, but these are all ones that have been out for quite a while. So you've got the Imperial Light Cruiser, 
You've got the Imperial Armoured Marauder, which again season two of Mandalorian. You've got Boba Fett's Starship, a.k.a. Slave One, um, which I've actually now seen that model, and that is a really cool kit, and I may have to try and get a hold of it, although I've already got a larger Slave One. It's a really nice little kit. Um, another one of my must-gets is Star Wars The Armourer's Mandalorian Forge, which looks pretty cool. Um, and then there's the Lego Star Wars Advent Calendar, which I've actually already made. What was the best minifigure inside the, this year's Christmas one? Um, I quite like Grogu in his little Santa's outfit. Um, and also you get to make his little um, crib, um, which is pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, I have to admit that... Um, I think nearer to Christmas, well, I'll have to do a breakdown of all the figures and that, but it was a really cool little kit to do um, with all the different minifigures. The one thing I was disappointed with was the E-Web Cannon. I felt they could have done a bit more detail and a bit of a bigger setup than the one they did. But otherwise, it's pretty cool. Good, good. Uh, and obviously, today's announcements, week two. We haven't finished week one. Oh, there's more. There's more. We've, Ooh, got wow. the Builder, we've got the Builder Bear Workshop, Banffer Plus, which looks really, really cool. Um, I love a good Builder Bear, so, yeah, that looks pretty cool. Um, you've got, um, I want to say it's Koto by Kaya... I'm not sure how you say that. Artifex Star Wars. Um, so it's one of the like um, statuette type things. And that's of Hunter from Bad Batch. And that looks pretty awesome. Um, and then we got... Uh, I can never pronounce how this is said. Genuo Novo Star Wars Mandalorian helmet. So it's another replica of Mando's helmet. Um, we've got Mattel have brought out Star Wars Qtopia, and these are basically like little plushies. Well, they're almost like little cushions. Of you got Grogu, R two D two. I think I saw a Porg. No, I didn't see a Porg. It was Wicket and Boba Fett. So they look quite cute. Um. And then we got the Funko um, Pops. So you've got K2SO with a pin and Moroff. So, yeah, there's quite a few bits of bounty there. I think I'm probably more looking forward to the um, seeing those lightsabers in stores. Um, yeah. I, could, I could buy those for my nephew, Noah, and he would really love them. So looking yeah. forward to seeing them get in stores on a hardware pulse, so I'll pick one up. Well, I don't know if you saw the videos I put up at the weekend, but um, me and the girls had some fun with our lightsabers this weekend. Good, I took the floor. <laughs> Definitely. Although my, although my youngest nearly took my head off at one point. <laughs> Get in. <laughs> What's that for a call, Definitely. It's good fun. 
And so shall right. we go to week two, finally? Now, now we get to week two, and I, actually, looking down through, they've repeated some of the ones from week one. <laughs> um, so we've got Hasbro, Star Wars, the Black Series, George Lucas in Stormtrooper disguise. This is a figure I think a lot of people are going to be after. Um, really nice six-inch figure of the boss himself in Stormtrooper. Um, we've got the Star Wars Vintage Collection figures from the Droids TV series, I think it was. So you've got Boba Fett, C-3PO and R2-D2. And they're on the cards that hark back to that TV series from the 80s. Um, and they come with, I think they come with a little collector coin as well. So that's going to be quite a cool one. I might actually have to get those myself um, because I, I grew up on droids and Ewoks. Um, that was what first introduced me to Star Wars. So they look pretty cool. Um, you've then got a Star Wars Black Series Boba Fett. Now, that looks very similar. Um, again, that's from the Droids TV series. Um, so it looks almost like the one that they did for the retro um, vintage collection there. So seems like they're edging their bets there. Um, yeah, we've got repeated there. Then we've got Gentle Giant. I've brought out a... Um, Yoda, Empire Strikes Black, Yoda Legends, three-dimensional bust. Then we got an attack, Gentle Giant again have brought out a um, Attack of the Clones Padme Amidala Premier Collection statue, which I have to admit looks pretty cool. Um, and then we got a Luke Skywalker concept art. Ah, that's going back to the Ralph McQuarrie drawings by the looks of it um which looks pretty cool actually um it's luke skywalker with like the breather apparatus i have seen the the concept art for that um and again that's jumbo figure um which is shown up here at like 80 dollars and then bandai are bringing out a ronin Mandalorian and Grogu um, and this is like the Mando in a samurai sort of costume and it's got like a push crib with baby Yoda in it which looks quite cool actually well, that sounds interesting so is it what's what so is it just the Mandalorian and the child yeah yeah, there's Mandalorian and Grogu. Um, as I say, the Mando armor is done basically like a samurai. And then he's got this little wooden push trolley, um, which has got Grogu's little crib sat on top of it with a little Grogu in it. And I'm trying to see, because it looks... Oh, oh, yeah, they've given Grogu this sort of tuft of hair at the back. Um, bit like the sort of thing that you'd imagine from a um, samurai sort of thing. So yeah, it looks quite. It's very different, um, but no, it looks pretty cool. Oh yeah, it is very cool. Um, 
Is it sort of stylized in the similar way to Star Wars Visions or? No, it's not. It looks like it's standing on its own. Although the fact that they've put Ronin Mandalorian would make you almost think it was. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's got its own sort of style. Not something that I... Well, yeah, I could see it fitting into possibly the um, the jewel from, Mandal- um, from Visions, which is obviously the story with Ronin in. Um, so yeah. But Have you pre-ordered a George Lucas Stormtrooper yet? No, I haven't. I, I've resisted. Have you? I've pre-ordered. Yes, my pre-orders in. <laughs> yeah, I, I've. I might. Um, I probably will have to get that one in there. Um. So, but yeah. No, so yeah, there's plenty of stuff, and obviously over the next, the coming weeks, I think we're going to be inundated with more and more stuff. Definitely. So is it is it every Tuesday sort of the release the, the stuff on StarWars.com, yep. is it? Yep. So it was um yeah the latest release nineteenth obviously today. So what we're we looking at twenty sixth. Um, yeah, October the 26th, November the 2nd, November 9th, 16th and onwards, right the way up to December the 28th. So it's building up to when Booker Warfare releases in Disney Plus, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So. Fantastic. So what's the title of it? Bring Home the Bounty. That's the correct title. Yeah, that's it. Bring Home the Bounty. Um, every week, um, Jedi News is putting up a link to it as well. Um, so if you follow on Jedi News, that'll take you to StarWars.com. Um, but if not, just look it up on StarWars.com. Definitely. Um, I think I'm, I want to have a look at what those uh, that Ronin Mandalorian looks like, because I think that looks pretty cool. I might try and pick that up. Yeah, it does. Um, I think I saw the price was eighty dollars. Right. So okay, so it's eighty dollars. Might be around what sixty, seventy pounds, maybe. So yeah, so it's not bad. I'll have a look. I'll see. I'll see. I'll see if it tickles me fancy. Um, Might be a Christmas present. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Speaking. Speaking. Well, take it back. I got that wrong. It's one hundred and forty dollars. All right. Okay. So might take that out. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. We'll have a look at it, we'll see. Um, obviously, speaking of Samurai and Ronin and Star Wars Visions, obviously, have you had a chance to watch all of the Star Wars Visions episodes? I have. Um, I've gone through most of, the, most of them several times now. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I think I mentioned before... I was a big fan years ago when they did the Animatrix series. Um, and this reminded me of that. Um, but yeah, there's some of the episodes that are a hit and miss, but they're, um, the jewel definitely stands out and the twins definitely stand out. Um, yeah, there's some really good episodes in there. I watched, I, I watched the twins. That, that episode sort of, I thought it was completely batshit. Like it was like, in a in a good way, but it was just like ships flying in space. No one needed helmets. Yeah, um, it was just crazy, but yeah. in a fun way. 
Um, and um, I just liked the whole idea of everything was sort of dual, you know. So obviously you you had the real clear divisions of dark and light side, and you know you had this t- like twin starship that just looked crazy. The design, um, and then obviously the not to spoil it, but um, there's a massive lightsaber battle as I'm sure Pete will agree. Um, and it was just absolutely awesome. Um, it really was quite a cool episode, that one. Do you know what episode I really enjoyed and I didn't think I would? What's that? Tatooine Rhapsody. Yeah, see, I couldn't take to that one. Um, just something about them sort of going back to help their bandmate and getting them back. I just I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I I think it was just for me it was the style of animation. It didn't really and Boba Fett just looked too cute, wasn't scary enough for me. Um I think I would have preferred that one to be a little bit darker. Um but no, it, it was an inter- it's an as you say, it's a really interesting idea the way they took it back. Um but did you watch the duel? Is that the was that the first one? Yeah. Yes, I've seen the duel. I enjoyed the duel. Yeah, that was. Um, I loved the animation in that. Um, and then obviously you've got um, the ninth Jedi is a really interesting episode. Um, where because they've actually said that it was planned as like the the pilot for a TV series. Um, which is quite interesting. Um, and The Elder, um, which has got David Harbour from Stranger Things voicing the character. Um, that, for me, is probably one of the letdown episodes. Um, although the animation's quite cool, um, for me, David Harbour just didn't sound, he sounded like he was phoning in his his whole role there was no feeling to the character um so i was a bit disappointed with that one um but um yeah uh what's lop and oak chew was a quite an interesting one that again is like sibling rivalry which seems to be quite a a theme that they use throughout the, the series is this idea of sibling rivalry. Yeah, I definitely if watch the rest. I think I've only seen, I think I've seen four. I've seen The Jewel, I've seen Tatooine Rhapsody, I've seen The Twins, and I've seen that one about the village where the village gets taken over. The Village Bride. Yeah, that's that was quite an interesting one. Um, and again, there was a little bit of sibling rivalry in that one. Yeah. Yeah, so I've enjoyed um, the ones I've seen so far, but I do need to find time to do the rest. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what you make of um, TOB1. What's the premise of that one? Um, well, it's basically this cybernetic boy who dreams of being a Jedi um, and then finds out the truth about his creator. Um, and it's... 
it's an interesting one. It's very the animation style is very cute, very you know, kitty orientated almost, but it's got quite a dark story to it. So yeah, be an interesting one for you to see. Definitely. Do you think they'll do like a second series of visions? I would say there's a good chance they might do. Um, but with Disney, who who knows? Um, but, you know, it's definitely some... There's plenty there that they could do. Um, you know, I could definitely see them going back to the Ninth Jedi. Um, that was quite a cool episode. Um, and like they say, that could easily be rolled out to a series that would be very manga-orientated. Um, so, yeah... Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to finally, hopefully, finishing the series before the end of the month, and then I can let you know what I think about the other episodes. Um, have you been reading anything new Star Wars lately, Jason? I've been a bit lapsed at the moment, to be honest, because um, obviously um, the book, I'm trying to remember the name of the book now, that we've discussed a couple of times on, or we've discussed once. Um, was it Legends of the Sith or. No, oh, it literally came out a couple of days ago. Is this the one about um, it's like the pop up book tells you all this? Yeah, Secrets of the Jedi was the one that came out first. Yeah, I think it's Secrets of the Sith actually, and it's written from the point of view of Palpatine. Um, which yeah, that's now out, and obviously Ronan, I believe, is out this week. Um, but yeah, I've got a lot of catching up to do, to be honest. Um, as I said, um, earlier, they're about to end the, um, IDW Vader's Castle run that they've been doing. So that ends just in time for Halloween. Um, so I've got to sit down. I was sort of waiting till all of those are out and then sitting down and reading them all together. Um... And also, I'm not sure if it's... I don't think it's come out yet. Is the Life Day Treasury. I don't think it has. Um, no, that's one that I'm looking forward to. Um, because I like the George Mann stuff. And obviously, Cavan Scott's been involved with this as well. Um, so I think there's going to be some interesting stories. I know it should be um, arriving September the 23rd. So I should be able to order that off of Amazon now. Yeah, get it ordered, get it ordered, and get it ready. Um, yeah, I've I've got some time off coming up, so I'm going to try and finally get through the first couple of High Republic novels. Um, cool. So that's my plan. So hopefully, we'll be talking about that soon because I've really stopped reading Star Wars for the past couple of months. Not because, just because I'm not having time. So as I'm really hoping to be able to get back on get back on the bandwagon with that. Yeah, it's, it's finding time in amongst everything else. It is, definitely, mate. It is. It's hard. Um, have you pre-ordered any other Star Wars merchandise lately as well, or not? I haven't at the moment. Um, so, to do, do, I'm thinking might have to pre-order that Boba Fett um, from the vintage, uh, the retro collection. Um 
Oh, actually, I don't think I've spoke to you since I had um, I I received my um, Star Wars Maraud Lego Marauder, the Marauder from Bad Batch. All right, yes, that's the um, the Bad Batch's tuck shuttle called the Marauder. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I have that now in my possession. Have you bought um, them? I have, and it is a really really fun build. Uh, not too taxing. But fun, um, really nice model, and obviously you get the awesome figures of all of the bad batches. Um, but also you get the two speeder bikes, and they're quite cool to make. So overall, it was yeah, it's a good fun kit to make. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I almost it's been that long since we spoke. I completely forgot about that one. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's an awesome kit. Um, definitely recommend that one, especially if you're a fan of the Bad Batch. Um, good way to start. I'm pretty sure they're going to bring out a kit soon that will have Omega in it. Um, I have heard rumours that there could be a Kimin, Kimi, oh, I can never say it, Kiminoan um, kit coming out. Um, there's talk that they're actually going to do um, so, some Camino kits. So that would be quite cool if they do that. Yeah, it'd be like the Bad Batch Camino Escape type thing. Yeah, I think so. That'd be cool if they give you like the Bad Batch little bits some Camino ones and maybe the Camino test tubes that they escape in maybe. Yeah, something like that, or um, even if you know, even if it's just like maybe the lab or their room on on um, Camino, that'd be quite cool. No, definitely, definitely. I've sort of been trying to look for some Shadows of the Empire Kenner figures, um, right? So I'm hopefully going to be picking up a Dash Rendor on the Outrider. Is what I'm looking for. So. I'm just scouring vintage shops and Facebook groups looking for those at the minute, so I'll let you know if I do pick them up. Definitely, I'll keep a lookout. Mm, but yeah, it's crazy. I don't know, I've just got a thing for like 90s figures at the minute. I'm just really enjoying going back and trying to find them. Yeah, there's, there's the thing is, as well, at the moment, there's some really cool stuff um, for the second-hand market. Oh, actually, I've just remembered another one I picked up on facebook actually i don't know if i mentioned this it's the little speeder car from naboo with captain panica um jar jar binks and I, I think i got a couple of droids with it um that was one i picked up on facebook marketplace didn't have a box but it's quite a cool little kit get a good deal uh yeah i was pretty impressed with the price um i was happy in it um it was well looked after i didn't actually have to build it because it was already built but i might take it to pieces i've got the instructions and rebuild it um but it's just quite a nice display piece and i, I thought well, it'd be quite fun to have a jar jar figure no definitely can't get enough jar jar uh, yeah i think Hopefully, like I said, I'll be able to update you once I do find the Dash Rendor and I do find an Outrider um, from Shadows of the Empire. I'll keep you posted on, on that. Um, 
I'll have a look. Um, I'll have a look when I'm up at MCM in Birmingham next month. Yeah, there's some cons are happening. Is MCM Comic Con London happening this weekend? Is it? Yeah, it's MCM Comic Con London this weekend, and then there's um, Birmingham's going ahead. Um, there's a lot more troops, although um, I believe there's going to be reduced um, numbers on, like um, the UK garrison and all the other guys that are there. Um, I think they're still sort of finding their feet with COVID. Um, but yeah, um, obviously nice to be getting back out with the Jedi News team, going up to the con and meet, you know, seeing everyone out and about. Um, and I know, because I know up at Birmingham, I think Hayden Christensen's there and Ian McDermott is there as well on the Sunday. So yeah, that's going to be quite a Comic-Con and a half. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Some really good guests. Um, should be good. Looking forward to hearing about your adventures there, Jason. It'll be good to hear someone having a good time at a con for the first time in a long time. Yeah, and I've I've ordered myself a new face mask, especially for the occasion. Star Wars themed, I hope. Oh, definitely. You have to send us a picture of it. I've got the matching T-shirt to go with it as well, so I'll, I'll be perfectly in in sync with the dark side fantastic great to hear that well jason that brings the end of sort of our little star wars catch-up it's been great yep good to speak to you again pete do you want to let the people know where they can find you on social media um yep it's on the old twitter it's at hondo ling i think that's the right one and you can find me at Jolly Jedi Pete. You can find the podcast at Boars Star on Twitter. You can also find the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at Star Wars Podcast. Please give us a follow, um, like, and subscribe. Um, Jason's been fantastic having you. Thank you very much for coming on. Listeners, thank you very much for listening. May the force be with you all. And remember, always tell that to Kanja Club. Hello, Star Wars listeners. This is Savannah Odit. You might know me as host of The Dorky Diva Show with my co-host Brian Balance. I am also producer of The Adventures of the Zolan Dart, which is a Star Wars-inspired audio drama that we produced over the last year. If you love stories uh, about smugglers, courage, heroic characters, and maybe a few foes along the way, you should go to thedorkydivashow.com and listen to The Adventures of the Zolan Dart today. Shout! We've got your pigs. Were any of the critters harmed? What did you do now? I didn't do anything. I just freaked out for no reason. It was nice doing business with you again. Maybe next time we could deliver something less... Temperamental. <laughs> now, what you call temperamental, I call fun. Hey, is there a place nearby where I can make some repairs? Uh, oh yeah, three clicks south of here, you'll find a small spaceport. Uh, they, they should have what you need, as long as it's nothing too big. Dynamic class. My stars, you don't hear about many of those still being spaceworthy. It's been in my family for a while. She's pretty great. Uh, any chance you have a hovercart we can use to load up? I'll check out the holonet to see if anything new has come up in the sector. My name is Seraphicon. I am the chief here on Kamai. 
My people and I have been experiencing food shortages as of late due to unforeseen natural occurrences. We are looking to hire someone. I say we take this one. The pay is great and it's the type of job we're familiar with. Welcome, welcome. You must be Captain Otoa. I've already sent word to Patu to expect you in the next cycle or so. You told him we were coming before we even accepted the job. That's rather presumptuous, isn't it? Uh, perhaps, though once I received confirmation that you were interested and on your way here, I couldn't help but hope. Fair enough. Well, we'll be back as soon as we can. Well, that's not good. Is that blaster fire I hear? Ah, so you're the one. Captain, it sounds like they want to do this the hard way. <laughs> I love when they got some fight in them. Oh, uh, this is bad. This is bad. We're about to have a lot of company. I'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs>